0: Welcome to the broadcast. Speak my word is about to begin. Your host is Shannon Davis. And we are living in the time of the end. Three, two, one. We have a vision. We will be reading tonight from the King James Vision. Jesus told us to preach the gospel, cast out devils, and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He's coming back, and we will all give a report.
1: So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. All right, everybody. Thank you for your patience. Mama had brought me some food, so I had to take my dinner break. I scarfed it down. It was some rice potato and a little bit of beef. Indonesian style. It was pretty good. Okay, now we're going to get into the meat. The meat of the Word of God. Let's pray. Father Yehovah the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I thank you for this opportunity to speak your word. We thank you for letting us come together again today and for Internet to be restored. Forgive us of all our sins, Father God, back to the very first thought, word, and deed, gesture, action. In Jesus Christ's name. We plead the blood of Jesus over each one of us, our families. We invite the Holy Spirit of God to come. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would eliminate, illuminate eliminate the Word. Teach us your Word. Give us wisdom, knowledge and understanding. Show us things, Father God, as you asked. You challenged us. Ask of me and I will show you things that you know not. I ask you right now. From, from myself and others that would agree you would show us things that we know not now and also dreams visions however you want to communicate it to us guide and direct all of our steps Father God make our paths straight as we acknowledge you to direct our paths we give you praise honor and glory in the name of Jesus Christ also we mind every demonic force it's been coming against us this week on our paths hot and heavy, sickness, infirmity depression, fear, doubt and unbelief, whatever may be attacking the people we bind it in the name of Jesus, rebuke it and we ask you Father God to help us loose the fire to burn these demons God in Jesus Christ mighty name Amen. We're going to go into the Word here. We're going to pick up today, Genesis chapter 48. We're almost done with the book of Genesis, and we'll move on. And uh, I noticed something in my own life here in past months. I'm in the shower. I'm lathering down with Dove soap, my favorite soap. It served me well and I'm lathering my forearms down and I keep seeing my forearms and they look skinnier and skinnier. It's like the muscle is diminishing. I'm like, dear Lord, it's catching up with me. I'm not working out. And muscles are beginning to atrophy. And I was concerned because recently I injured uh, both arms my right arm I know how I did it I slipped down my steps they get real slick with just a little bit of water on there and it was a little bit wet and I knew it and I was treading very lightly yet it was enough that my foot slipped out from underneath me and I hit this door with my elbow and it hurt and I cut my foot it's happened before, and uh, banged up my elbow Few weeks ago, of course, the elbow is healing, but the left side—I don't know what happened. How injured—it's like I got tennis elbow, and uh, it's been very painful. And then I looked it up, and there is an article about your muscles. Your body will adapt to whatever muscle it's got, and if you don't use it, you lose it. And you know, like if you were in a wheelchair. And you'll see this happen to a lot of people who are wheelchair-bound. Their muscles, especially in the legs, will begin to atrophy many times, shrink up. And if you don't use something, what the body will do is it will adjust to it. And it will say, okay, well, I don't have as much muscle to work with as before, but I'll work with what i got. And you're losing lean muscle mass, Okay, not working out you gotten getting stronger getting weaker and then a sudden exertion overexertion above and beyond what your muscles are currently able to bear could result in a pulled tendon or you know a rip or a tear or you know some pain some muscle strain to whatever length it goes same way, just like your calf muscles, you know, if you don't stretch as you get older, those tendons can get brittle. They're not being lubricated, they're not being stretched and maintained. And then one day, bam, you'll be like uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu. Some years ago, he was out, uh, you know, uh, congratulating. Two teams as they're about to compete in the soccer tournament, and as some will throw the first pitch in baseball, he did the first kick in the soccer. Over here, they call it football. And immediately, he ripped his Achilles tendon. And it was a big thing. They had to, I think it was his Achilles tendon, one of his leg tendons. And uh, some of the bodyguards noted that he was having a problem, so they immediately whisked him away, whisked him away to the hospital and had to do emergency surgery. Come to find out the guy hadn't been uh, exercising like he would, you know, when he was younger. And that was the day he overexerted himself and ripped his tendon. Had to have surgery. So back to my muscles, I'm thinking, dang, I'm just getting down to bone. What the heck's going on? Well, I haven't been exercising those muscles. I mean, I have a very sedentary lifestyle sitting behind the computer, even more so when we were doing 12 shows back-to-back sometimes. That was a record, actually, but 10 would have been more of an average. Um, and I thought about it. I've been sitting behind a computer for 20 years. Thought about it today. And I just kept pushing off. Oh, I'm fine. I'm young. Uh, there's always tomorrow. Next week, I'll get on the treadmill. I've got curls at uh, you know, uh, barbells, that I'm only used a couple times. Had them here for years. No one to blame but myself. But as a result of not using, I lose it. And then I injured myself, and it's been painful. About two weeks, just waking up, you know, in the arm, feel some pain, and I said, I gotta take it back, take the land back. So I've been, I got some little exercise tools, some putty and one of those grippers and I've been doing stretches and I'm feeling better but I've got to heal up before I can start working out those muscles again. Where am I going with this? Well, it dawned on me today just like we can not use muscles and then they begin to atrophy and shrink and diminish And that'll be the pattern as you age. And unless you're proactive about it. It doesn't have to be that way. There are people that as they get in the 50s and beyond, they're some of the best shape they've ever been because they're active. They're doing something every day to work that, to grow it, to stretch it, so that they don't have those problems or injuries. And I saw a parallel between that and the Word of God. There are times where I have went through long periods, extended periods sometimes of not getting into the Word of God. Whereas in past times I was in it every day. Even set a schedule. I'm going to do it first thing in the morning. My goal was to read the Bible through. And I said what am I going to say to God when I had an entire lifetime and I never got through the whole Bible? God forbid. God forbid you had the Bible all these years and you never read the whole thing. Now I'm not saying you've got to read from Genesis to Revelation but you could do one chapter of the Old, one chapter of the New, read five Psalms and one proverb a day and you know, you're know you attacking it from different points. You get it done. And there's some people that read through the Bible every month or a couple times every month. What will be my excuse? So I made a concerted effort that I was going to read through the Word. I remember my great granny Weber, my granddad's mother. And I remember when I was a young boy, about 12 or 13 years old, living up in Alexander, Virginia, my grandfather's pastoring there. And it was summer. And sometimes great granny would come down to visit. And this was a year I was there and she came to visit. And she was a, a sweet old woman, my granny. I loved her. Never got to really be much around her because. We moved all over creation and she pretty much stayed in South Georgia. So I'd only seen her a handful of times, but I knew her. And uh, she came and she was an organized lady. She'd get up, take her shower, get dressed, and I would catch her because we'd stay with my grandparents during the summer sometime, vacation. And um, my brother and I were hanging out there, and there she was, and she would be on the couch. In the living room with a Bible plan, one of these little booklets that was stuck in her Bible, and it had little check marks. Today you're going to read this. Tomorrow, this is your reading plan. Go through the Bible in a year. And every day I just noticed her. She was reading the Word. I thought, how diligent she is, organized. It was inspiring. Anyway, fast forward. There have been times in my life where I've been diligent. Maybe in your life too. And then other times you laxed. And you didn't read it like you should. And you let other things become a priority. And what happens, much in the same way that your forearms or any muscle that you don't use over an extended period of time will begin to diminish. So will you spiritually. Your spiritual man will begin to look just like I'm describing till it becomes like an Ethiopian, just ribs during the 80's famine it's time to put some meat on that spiritual man, because if you don't use it, you're going to lose it, you'll even lose recall of the word and the word is our offensive weapon the word of God is sharper than a two edged sword it's our Ephesians 6 offensive weapon there's the other parts that go with the armor the suit of armor that you put on but that is the weapon and it will lose its edge it will become dull you'll be in a situation and if you and I had been in the word every day working out our spirit man building our spiritual muscles keeping our sword sharp if you will and you're able to recall that word when you need it, all of a sudden, you don't have much to pull on. You're driving a car on E, basically. You're going on fumes. And it won't take much to come along and cause you a serious injury, spiritually, when the enemy attacks. Because our faith is low. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. A lot of people right now saying, am I being attacked in the mind mentally? What do I do? How do I fix that? Renew your mind to the hearing of God's word. The word of God will develop your spiritual muscles. So you don't atrophy, we must stay in the word of God daily. Just like you got to eat. And if you don't eat, after a while, you get hungry and then you get really hungry prolonged you'll begin to look like a holocaust victim those poor people didn't get any food and finally those that survived and were liberated there's stories of soldiers that came in with food and people hadn't had food in so long they ate it and they died their body couldn't take it they'd been in a situation of prolonged hunger and they were emaciated we can become spiritually emaciated or and then the it's gonna be a lot easier for the devil to come in and attack and land a death blow. Devil's all about setting up combination punches. Not just hit you and telegraph it, but do a combo punch. Next thing you know, you're knocked out and you're out. Blackout. Might take you out in a body bag not able to take the attacks of the enemy, you don't have anything to fire back at the enemy, to withstand his fiery darts, and basically just a wind can come over and blow you over. We need to get strong. I realize I need to get my arm strong again. I've got a plan for it. I went out today, and I realized I've got to heal this arm, and I've got to start working out. So I've got some very small dumbbells that I'm going to use just to repair the tendon here. And then pain's gone, I'm going to go back to the, the bigger weights. And I'm going to work these arms up, turn them into like Popeye. I knew a guy one time, literally, he was a young guy, about 16 or 17. He was at the uh, American Karate Institute where I studied karate under Neil Ehrlich American Karate Style and uh, there was a little sparring session we were getting set up to start our class and I saw this guy he was already ready to go and he was sparring with one of these adult trainers and um, he had arms like Popeye my eyes were like saucers when I looked at him I couldn't believe anybody could have arms like this I don't know the secret, never asked him but he literally had arms like Popeye and I said, man, those are bigger than like Bruce Lee's. They're huge. Disproportionate to the rest of his body, but man, they would look pretty cool. Anyway, he was working those things out to get him like that. And uh, we got to work out. It's time. Have you gotten your spiritual workout today? That reminds me. I need to call Rick Bell and ask him when he's taking us back down to the Holy Ghost Gym. Amen? So what you don't use, you can lose. Amen? And this is not the time to be spiritually emaciated. Not when the enemy is coming in for the kill on steroids. God have mercy. God forbid. Thank God for His mercy and it's not too late. If you realize yes, that's me you're describing also. Well, do something about it. It's not going to happen overnight. Take some baby steps. I went out to the mall this afternoon, told mom I need to get out and get a sun bath, get on the back of a scooter, taxi, get some vitamin D in my system. When the sunlight hits your body, 15, 20 minutes, you start making vitamin D. That's much more advisable than cholecalciferol, which is the ingredient vitamin D3. By the way, look up cholecalciferol. That is the main ingredient in rat poison. I kid you not. Someone told me that many years ago. And I said what? I looked it up. Sure enough, colecalciferol, vitamin D three kills rats. It's rat poison. What's it doing in the in the body? It's synthetic form of vitamin D. By the way, they make it by radiating lanolin, lamb's wool. Is that good for you, or is it synthetic form? Or do we want to get vitamin D? 3 from the sun. That's the way God created us to get it. We also need to have vitamin C. Interestingly enough, animals can make their own vitamin C in their body. Humans cannot. We need to get it from our food and we need the vitamin D3 from the sun. That's just the way he made us. But I got these little dumbbells today. They're not much. They're about a pound each and enough uh, to gently massage, do some special Torque and twisting with this left arm while the tendon is healing, and then I'm going to begin to put weight on it. And I'm never going to let this happen again. It can be the same with the word. You can say, Today, I'm going to make it a point, whatever time it's going to be, before I go to bed, I will get in the word and try to read a chapter a day. Small steps. lead to big things. Next thing you know, you're beginning to sharpen that sword. You're beginning to get strong in the Spirit of the Lord. You're beginning to write that word on the table of your heart, that we may not sin against thee, he says. And you have something that the Holy Spirit can has to work with now. Because the Holy Spirit that will quicken the word, but if you don't have anything to quicken, what's the Holy Spirit going to be able to quicken? Gotta put the word into you. Do I hear an amen? Start today. And before long you've read through the whole word and then read it again and read it again. Renew your mind. Building your faith. So here we are, after a long introduction, at Genesis chapter forty eight. And that is my plan personally. I want to stick in the word. And I'm going to exercise my spiritual muscles, get my sword sharp again, because it was getting dull, and work out the physical man as well. Very soon, go from a one-pack to a six-pack, God willing. And it came to pass, after these things, that one told Joseph, Behold, thy father is sick. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Remember, Joseph is number two in command in all of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. Pharaoh has invited him to bring his whole family over and they would be given refuge in the most choice land in all of Egypt, Goshen. They could bring the family, the herd, They could grow crops when it was possible again. They could feed the cattle, work there in Egypt, and build. And he did just that. And Joseph gets to see his father, Israel, formerly known as Jacob, again, before he died. One told Jacob and said, Behold, thy son Joseph cometh unto thee, and Israel strengthened himself and sat upon the bed. And Jacob said unto Joseph, I don't know, by the way, why they vacillate between Israel and Joseph, but that's the way we get it. But it's the same person. Jacob Jacob and Israel, that is. Jacob became Israel. Jacob is the father. Jacob said unto his son Joseph, God Almighty appeared unto me at Luz, and the land of Canaan And bless me, and said unto me, Behold, I will make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, and I will make of thee a multitude of people, and will give this land to thy seed, after thee, for an everlasting possession. And now thy two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto thee in the land of Egypt, before I came unto thee into Egypt, are mine, as Reuben and Simeon they shall be mine, and thy issue which thou begettest after them shall be thine, and shall be called after the name of their brethren in their inheritance. And as for me, when I came from Padan, Rachel died by me in the land of Canaan in the way, when yet there was but a little way to come unto Ephrath. And I buried her there in the way of Ephrath, the same as Bethlehem. And Israel beheld Joseph's sons and said, Who are these? And Joseph said unto his father, They are my sons, whom God hath given me in this place. And he said, Bring them, I pray thee, unto me, and I will bless them. For the eyes of Israel were dim for age, so that he could not see. And he brought them near unto him, and he kissed them, and embraced them. And Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to see thy face, and lo, God hath showed me also thy seed. And Joseph brought them out from between his knees. And he bowed himself with his face to the earth. And Joseph took them both, Ephraim in his right hand toward Israel's left hand, and Manasseh in his left hand toward Israel's right hand, and brought them near unto him. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it upon Ephraim's head, who was the younger, and his left hand upon Manasseh his head guiding his hands wittingly for Manasseh was the firstborn and he blessed Joseph and said God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac did walk the God which fed me all my life long unto this day the angel which redeemed me from evil from all evil Bless the lads, and let my name be named on them, and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. And when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand upon the head of Ephraim, it displeased him, and he held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head unto Manasseh's head. And Joseph said unto his father, Not so, my father, for this is the firstborn. Put thy right hand upon his head. And his father refused, and said, I know it, my son, I know it. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. But truly, his younger brother shall be greater than he, and his seed shall become a multitude of nations. And he blessed him that day, saying, "In thee shall Israel bless, saying, God make thee as Ephraim, and as Manasseh. And he set Ephraim before Manasseh. And Israel said unto Joseph, Behold, I die, but God shall be with you, and bring you again unto the land of your fathers. Moreover, I have given to thee one portion above thy brethren which I took out of the hand of the Amorite with my sword and with my bow. And Jacob called unto his sons and said gather yourselves together that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Gather yourselves together And hear ye, sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel, your father. Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity and the excellency of power. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel, because thou went up to thy father's bed. Then defilest thou it. He went up to my couch. Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. So, this is Jacob who became Israel when God renamed him and made the covenant with him that if he served him, God would do all these things that he had promised to his forefathers, Abraham and Isaac, the child of promise. And now as Israel is preparing to die, he's called the tribes, the twelve sons. And again, he's giving them a, a word on what will befall them in the last days. Again, Reuben, thou art my firstborn, my might, in the beginning of my strength, the excellency of dignity, and the excellency of power, unstable as water, thou shalt not excel, because I went up to thy father's bed. He's talking about when Reuben had had sex with one of his father's concubines. He defiled it. And he went up to his couch. Simeon and Levi are brethren. Instruments of cruelty are in their habitations. O my soul, come not thou into their secret, under their assembly, mine honor. Be not thou united, for in their anger they slew a man, and in their self-will, they digged down a wall. Curse be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down and couched as a lion as an old lion. Who shall rouse him up? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Binding his foal unto the vine, and his ass his colt, unto the choice vine, he washed his garments in wine, and his clothes in the blood of grapes. His eyes shall be red with wine, and his teeth white with milk. Zebulon shall dwell at the haven of the sea, and he shall be for a haven of ships, and his border shall be unto Zidon. Issachar is a strong ass, couching down between two burdens, and he saw that rest was good, and the land that it was, pleasant, and bowed his shoulder to bear and became a servant. Under tribute. Dan shall judge his people, as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan shall be a serpent by the way, an adder in the path, that biteth the horse hills, so that his rider shall fall backwards. I have waited for thy salvation, O Jehovah. Gad, a troop shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. Out of Asher his bread shall be fat, and he shall yield royal dainties. Naphtali is a hind let loose. He giveth goodly words. Joseph is a fruitful b- bough, even a fruitful bough by a well, whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him, and shot at him, and hated him. But his bow, abode in strength, and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Even by the God of thy father who shall help thee, and by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lieth under, blessings of the breast and of the womb, The blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors. That's a word you don't hear every day. Unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph, and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey, and at night he shall divide the spoil. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is it, that their father spake unto them and blessed them, every one according to his blessing, he blessed them. And he charged them and said unto them, I am to be gathered unto my people, bury me with my fathers in the cave that is in the field of Ephron, the Hittite, in the cave that is in the field of Machpelah, which is before Mamre in the land of Canaan, which Abraham bought with the field of Ephron, the Hittite, for possession of a burying place. There they buried Abraham and Sarah, his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah, his wife. And there I buried Leah. The purchase of the field and of, a, of the cave that is therein was from the children of Heth. And when Jacob had made an end of commanding his sons. He gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people. Again, and when Jacob, a.k.a. Israel, had made an end of commanding his sons he gathered up his feet into the bed and yielded up the ghost and was gathered unto his people he died the spirit left his body he gave up the ghost I like the uh, the term ghost versus spirit just saying the Holy Ghost that's the way we did it in the early church I grew up in it was the Holy Ghost That's what the King James Bible says. Chapter 50 of Genesis. Coming up next, I need to take a quick break. We'll do one more chapter, I think, and then pray. And I have a song. I just remembered it. Okay.
2: Would you like to learn to play worship piano? I'm a former Nashville pro, and I've developed a system that's making years ago, maybe more, I was playing this song in the Brownville Church of God and it was going good as far as everybody was worshiping, but I was on the organ trying to play that organ and I didn't know how to play an organ. It had two keyboards and it had the foot pedals down there and I couldn't quite get it together, but I was singing along with the choir and as I sang, I lifted my hands and did like this, let the Holy Ghost from heaven fall on me And when I put my hands back down on that organ, my feet and my hands, they all went together and I could play it. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost can come on you and you can do things you never thought you could do. Hallelujah. I want you to think about this as we're singing, let the Holy Ghost from heaven fall on me. Hallelujah can make all the difference. Well, let the Holy
0: Ghost from heaven fall on me.
1: goes from heaven, fall on me. That's the way, that's a song we used to sing in the church. And Joseph fell upon his father's face and wept upon him and kissed him. And Joseph commanded his servants, the physicians, to embalm his father. And the physicians embalmed Israel. Forty days were fulfilled for him, for so are fulfilled the days of those which are embalmed. And the Egyptians mourned for him threescore and ten days, seventy days. And when the days of his mourning were past, Joseph spake unto the house of Pharaoh, saying, If now I have found grace in your eyes, speak, I pray you, and the ears of Pharaoh, saying, My father made me swear, saying, Lo, I die. In my grave, which I have digged for me, in the land of Canaan, there shalt thou bury me. Now therefore let me go up, I pray thee, and bury my father, and I will come again. Pharaoh said, Go up and bury thy father, according as he made thee swear. And Joseph went up To bury his father, and with him went up all the servants of Pharaoh, the elders of his house, and all the elders of the land of Egypt. And all the house of Joseph, and his brethren, and his father's house, only their little ones, and their flocks, and their herds they left in the land of Goshen. And there went up with him both chariots and horsemen, and it was a very great company. And they came to the threshing for of Atad, which is beyond Jordan, and there they mourned with a great and very sore lamentation. And he made a mourning for his father, seven days. And when the inhabitants of the land, the Canaanites, saw the mourning in the fore of Atad, they said, This is a grievous mourning to the Egyptians. Wherefore, the name of it was called Abel Mizraim, which is beyond Jordan, and his sons did unto him according as he commanded them. For his sons carried him into the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah, which Abraham bought with the field of a possession of a burying place of Ephron the Hittite before Mamre. And Joseph returned into Egypt, he and his brethren, and all that went up with him to bury his father after he had buried his father. And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive. I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin for they did unto thee evil and now we pray thee forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father and Joseph wept when they spake unto him and his brethren also went and fell down before his face and they said behold we be thy servants and Joseph said unto them fear not for am I in the place of God but as for you ye thought evil against me but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive now therefore fear ye not I will nourish thee nourish you and your little ones, and he comforted them, and spake kindly unto them, and Joseph dwelt in Egypt, he and his father's house, and Joseph lived a hundred and ten years, and Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation, the children also of Maker, the son of Manasseh, were brought up upon Joseph's knees, Wow. He saw his son, his grandchildren, great grandchildren, great great grandchildren. That's pretty amazing. They were brought up upon Joseph's knees. My own grandfather. Brian S. Weber before he died he got to see two of his three great great grandchildren because I of course was his grandson wait a minute wait a minute no 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 I didn't get that right (laughs) wait a minute yes wait let's see I was a grandson my children great grandchildren and I do have a grandson myself So he did get to see him. He got to see his great, great grandchildren. That is amazing. That is amazing. Uh, Should the Lord tarry? Man, I can only hope that the Lord let me live long enough that I could see uh, Jeremiah, Judah, Jemima and their children. It's possible. Megaman will be pretty old, but uh, I can do it if I hang on. And they marry in the pattern of all us rednecks from the deep south. They get married young. I can do it. I'm hanging on, folks. Till the Lord tarries. i got to earn that name Omega Man, the last man, the last woman alive to see the Lord Jesus return at the last truck. <laughs> or get as close as we can. Amen? We might die with our boots on, but... Uh, What an exciting time to be alive. We're going to be going into the Super Bowl the end times. It's really started already. Okay, maybe it's just the first inning, though. Again, And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you. He's prophesying now and bring you out of this land unto the land which he swear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Now folks that is modern day Israel over there. He's speaking about the land that is Israel today. And much more belongs to them. Think about this. What God put in motion. And we got people, some people even in the church, what you're trying to tell God he didn't have a right to do with his own land what he wants to do and doesn't belong to the Jewish people? Are these people insane? Have they lost their mind? Might have to play that song called Insane in the Membrane because that's what they are. This is historic what we're reading even Joseph who's about to die who God raised up to save he and the tribes is telling them that God is going to bring them out of Egypt into the land that God swear to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob it belongs to the tribes folks the Jewish people and their brethren. Nobody has a right to disenfranchise any of the tribes from the land that God gave them. The Palestinians are not the tribe. Or the Egyptians or the other Arab countries. God said he'd make of them mighty nations. But God can give his land to whoever he wants to. Damned be the man. And I'm talking eternally damned. Biblically damned. Or woman who tries to get in God's way. Because God will damn you and put you in a hell fall by the lake of fire. Where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. If you get in His way. And you try to steal the land and give it to another. That God gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the, the child of promise. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you. And ye, talking about the group, that's plural, shall carry up my bones from hence. So Joseph died, being 110 years old, and they embalmed him. And he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Wow. They embalmed him. Him and his father. You know what? Those Egyptians not bomb. Their bodies might exist to this day, in a grave. And I think they do in the tomb. I want to thank all of you for tuning in today. We didn't do too bad, even with my rambling. We did uh, three chapters. I want to encourage you this year. Set a plan that you're going to go through the Word of God in the next 12 months, and. I've already declared that I want to do that. I've just got to get up to speed, and I'm fixing to get into heavy-duty warp speed. We're going to be reading from the Old, the New, Proverbs, and Psalms. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for bearing with me. As we had no Internet Friday, I apologize for that. It was out of my control. But we did have a uh, a repairman come over and uh, physically checked our connection. By that time, uh, this is excuse me, Saturday. Saturday next day. Um, we did have internet reestablished, but we didn't get it Friday night in time for our shows or Friday morning your time. And uh turned out the whole area apparently was in a blackout. Something was wrong in Denpasar, and they got it working. Uh, God richly bless you. If you'd like to find out more about our program on Mega Man Radio, if you're new, go to my website, and there you can. And also I'll be uploading audios uh, tomorrow or later tonight your time uh, for the podcast reloaded God bless you all in Jesus name and uh, there's some crazy people out there they think they can tell God to do it his land uh, you know what they are they're like this song title I don't know all the lyrics but this came to me you got to be insane the membrane